Hey friends, this is the Finding Mikey podcast, our family's quest to prepare our son Mikey for life. I'm Mike, and from time to time I'll be joined by my wife Heather or other family members and others for interviews and conversations. Now while I may mention our son, you have a Mikey of your own, and together we're on a journey to learn as much as we can so that we can understand how to best communicate and guide our kiddos into independent adulthood. Thanks for tuning in. Well, hey there. Thanks for joining us on this episode. Just want to let you know that today we had a little bit of a snafu, less technical in nature than the ones in the past, but still a snafu nonetheless. Today we had the day off from you know a corporate perspective. It's Martin Luther King Day, and it's a day that we observe you know his impact on on our society and, and the way we think and the way we believe and talk think about civil rights and things of that nature. And I had the day off, which meant that you know, Heather could go and do something with one of the girls and Grace and her were going to take off and go to this really cool indoor amusement park kind of thing with rock walls and miniature golf and bowling and games and stuff like this. And everything was working out perfect. I was actually going to take some time to get this edited and posted and start marketing and letting everybody know that this episode was live. But we got a call from the drop-in daycare where we take the kids and we found out that Joy was sick. So unfortunately we had to divert our attention a little bit here and it's 10 30 p.m. on <laughs> Monday night. And, you know, after this, I've got to go pack. I've got an early flight tomorrow where I'm heading out for some work, but I wanted to get this out to you guys here too. So I'm again joined with my lovely wife, Heather. Hi. And we wanted to share with you guys some stuff about our parenting and our parenting style. And it's by no means perfect unless you have no one else to look at. Then, yeah, absolutely. This is the Bible and it's golden and it'll work for every one of your situations. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm being sarcastic. So, yeah, I want to open it up just a little bit there, Heather. We've got some notes actually prepared for this one, which was really, really good. And yeah, well, I mean, we prepared notes on this one just because, I mean, our kids, what I have a stepson that Mike and I share, Jordan, and he's 19 now. Yeah, it's hard. It still feels now it feels yeah. weird calling him a son at 19. But I know, you know, an adult yeah. child. He's yeah. an adult child. <laughs> yeah, he's sorry, buddy. An adult, <laughs> adult son. son. Yeah, <laughs> an go. adult son. You know, he's 19 and we've been raising him together since he was eight. So for me, I feel like that's where our parenting journey began. Yep. But yeah, I mean, we educate ourselves on parenting. It's really important to me because when you become a parent, it doesn't come with a rule book. You know, you read different books for different stages of life that your kids are going through. You know, it all starts out with the what to expect when you're expecting book. And then before you know it, you know, you're dealing with, you know, feeding schedules and sleep schedules and how important those are and potty training and then getting your kid to sleep through the night and how to deal with, you know, temper tantrums in the middle of Walmart. You know, the list goes on and on. And and so through the different seasons of life that I've been through with my kids, I've, you know, I've talked with other parents about, you know, what books they're reading for different things. And, you know, Mike likes to use Audible, which, you know, I like to use as well. But, you know, Mike and I are also the kind of people that, you know, we'll take seminars at our church that, you know, have to do with parenting just so that we can, you know, invest in that knowledge so that we can understand the challenges that our kids are going through and how we can help them through those challenges and how we can parent as positively as possible. Because, man, it gets crazy sometimes, especially, you know, and when you start getting into like sibling rivalry, you know, your child's not sitting in timeout. Instead, they're running circles around the kitchen and you can't get them to sit in timeout. Yeah, it's just go through some tough times. So I recently went to an autism conference and that was a switch right there for me as well, because now that, you know, Mikey has this relatively new diagnosis, it gives me a shift. It's like, okay, well, 
maybe he doesn't respond to the parenting books that I've been reading. And maybe it's been such a challenge because he's not wired the same way as kids are, that the majority of the kids are that those books were written for. And I'll have to say it's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I've always struggled with Mikey in the fact that I felt like, gosh, you know, the parenting skills that I have are just not good enough, but I was always doing my best. So there's a little bit of relief, you know, when the diagnosis came and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, there's a reason for that. There's a little bit of load taken off of my shoulders. But then again, I went back to the, you know, back to the drawing board. Okay, well, you know, what books do I need to read and where do I need to be at in order to be, a, you know, the advocate that I need to be at, you know, for him and how to help shape his behavior so that he can learn what's appropriate and what's not appropriate as far as, you know, how he needs to act and behave. Now that he's going to a school that specializes in ABA therapy, you know, I've pulled our, you know, the BCBA aside and I asked her, I said, you know, what are some good books for parents to read on ABA therapy? And she gave me, you know, a pretty big list, you know, not a big list. I mean, she started me out with three books. So that was nice of her. <laughs> it's a huge list given the, yeah. the demands we have. Yeah. So I downloaded those on Kindle so that I always have them with me when, you know, obviously I always have my phone on me. So whenever I can, I just pull open that book and read what I can. Yeah, I think the overall theme here is that you can't you can't just find one thing and sort of cling to that. You know, the kids are going to change. Heck, each one of our kids are different. And, you know, our approaches need to change from right. time to time, too. But just to be hungry to learn more. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's one of the things that we've done. And we continue to learn. And, and you know, we've got a few books, like you said, on ABA therapy. And we're seeing actually an overlap or how we can use these things, you know, and we've got a bunch of examples, but one that tops, you know, jumps into my head right away is, you know, demanding instead of requesting. And I'll go Correct. into that a little bit yeah. later, you know, as we, as we continue here too. So, you know, with that though, we do have kind of some guiding principles, right? Mm -hmm. And, and a couple of them are, are man, sound like, uh, duh, but you know, it really is this, it's like, do what you say you're going to do as a parent. Right. If you tell a child, even if you say it like as a slip or whatever, it's like, hey, look, if you don't hush, I'm going to put you in timeout. And then they continue. You got to put them in timeout. Even right. If you didn't really want to or even if you didn't mean to say it, you have to be, you know, a man or a woman of your word. You have to show them that bit of your integrity and you need to you need to model that. But you also need to show them that you're not there to be stepped all over. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, no means no. Yes means yes. Of course. Right. Those types of things. It's just you have to be firm about how, you know, how you feel and, and resolute in, in what you say. That's one thing. Right. It's just mm -hmm. to do what you say right? yeah. and be, you know, be honorable in that. Right. The other is to be and I forget who actually made this quote into my head. I've heard it a few different ways here, but it's basically this. It's to be so consistent that you're predictable and almost boring. Right. To a point where, you know, when the kids come to me now and if it's something that I think they should know. Right. I'll ask them. They're like, hey, can I have this? And I'm like, well, what, what do you think? I'm like, well, no. Well, why do you think that is? Well, because it's dark outside and it looks like it's going to rain. So I probably wouldn't be allowed to go on the trampoline. Very good. Good job. Right. Mm -hmm. So to try to get them through to process, you know, the the likely answer already and to sort of judge that there, too. I'm still happy that they come and ask, but mm -hmm. not always am I happy that they come and ask because sometimes it's like, you know, we've heard the compound question. Right. Mm hmm. Can I have a lar bar? No, because dinner is about five minutes from now. Why? What did I just say? Mm -hmm. And it forces them to, it's an interrupt there that, you know, gets Mikey specifically. That's what he would ask for. He's always asking for lar bars. He loves them. But, you know, it gets him to, it stops him and makes him think about what I had just said as well so that he can understand, all right, we already had this conversation. You mm -hmm. know, so that's another thing that I say too, is like asked and answered. Right, right. right the, yeah. I said no. 
Well, why? I don't need to even answer that with anything more. I'm guilty of that. I give them reasons why a little bit more, but two or three reasons. Sometimes, no, not right? two of the reasons, but I'll like I'll tell them why, <laughs> like an answer or you know, like a reason why. But at the same time, though, too, I I catch myself when I do it, and I'm like, all right. If I'm tired and I don't want to snap at them, then I'll be less of, you know, I'll be shorter with my, with my, with my reasoning. Right. Because I, I don't a... want to, <laughs> I don't want to like, you know, yell at them or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and I have to, you know, kind of thank the process that we've gotten through with Jordan so far to help with that because the, you know, asked and answered was one thing that just really saved us because it's really easy to get pulled into and pulled down into kind of an argument with your kid. And like, we're the grownups. Right. To argue. Exactly. You asked, I answered, we're done. Right. You have another question, a different question, you know, mm-hmm. if they get creative and ask, you know, dad, can I have a hmm, snack that starts with L and ends with Ara bar before dinner, even though I know dinner is coming? You know, it's entertaining, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the answer is still the same. Right. Mm-hmm. And then just another kind of guiding principle here is that I personally believe that lying is the worst offense, right? It's horrible. And, you know, I don't, If there's anything I'm actually going to spank for, that's one I certainly believe that I could, should spank for. I'm trying to talk that through a little bit more because I don't, you know, at one point I'm like, I want to be firm on it. But on the other part, I don't want them to fear being honest with me out of fear of getting a spanking, right? I don't want them to fear the physical, you know, ramification of lying. So, you know, I just, I make sure that I play up the fact that like, look, I'm really, really hurt. I'm real hurt, you know, Mm -hmm. that you lied to me just now. I don't appreciate that. That makes me not trust you anymore. And I need to, I want to trust you. Right. I don't lie to you, except about like the tooth fairy. Shh. You never know who's <laughs> listening to this. Oh, damn, you're right. You're right. <laughs> don't play this episode in the car. I'm just joking <laughs> for our children that are, that are listening. Yep. We're so, just joking about the tooth fairy. Okay. Well, I, it's not a girl. All right. That's the only lie. All right. The truth is it's, it's a hairy trucker looking dude. All right. That's the truth. <laughs> So, but you know, everyone likes to joke about the tooth fairy. Gosh, leave her alone. I know. Sorry about that. So anyway, those are the things that really are kind of the guiding principles, right? Is to, to say what you mean and do it, Mm -hmm. right? Follow through, be so consistent that you're predictable, asked and answered. You know, those are key. And then also there's this lying is serious. Mm -hmm. We want to have an honest and open family here. And if you're hiding things with lies at age three, got to stop that immediately. Right. And I think even though you said that it does get under your skin a lot, I do notice that when they lie to you, you're like, you take your deep breaths and you're like, okay, you really need to understand that lying is like our number one house rule. Like we do not lie. We are not, you know, we need to be honest. You'll basically like have less punishment by telling me the truth. Now. Now. Like right now. Like right now. Then, you know, then if you continue this lie and I find out that it's not true. And, you know, the kids backpedal all the time. They come out of their lie and they tell you that, okay, yes, I lied. And, you know, they give their little reason why or, you know, or maybe not. I think you do better than you think maybe how you feel on the inside that you do. Yeah. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. But I got to tell you too, I mean, for anybody that's listening out there too, I think, you know, it's important to let them feel bad Mm -hmm. for this. I mean, I'm happy, like I'm happy to forgive them. Right. Right. But you know, if Grace lies to me to my face or Mikey lies to me or Joy lies to me or Jordan lies to me or you lie to me or anything like it, it hurts. Right. So, you know, even when they give me the answer, I let them know that like, dude, that really, that really hurt me. And mm-hmm. I just, I just need, I need a little bit of quiet time from you. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I'll bring them back into me and we'll, I'll, I'll forgive them and I'll give them a hug and tell them that I love them and I won't bring up the lie anymore. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. Just got to forgive them. So, right. At least that's the way I run it. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> I do tend to do that. Like if they grab, you know, if they're hitting each other, <laughs> I'm not like, uh, right. You know, and then sort of, you know, sell the emotional reasons or get philosophical or even talk about how important it is not to hit your brother or sister. No, it's like, don't lie. That's the more important yeah. thing. I want an honest child. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when we were talking about that, we started talking about the house rules. Yes. You know, do we talk about that right now? Yeah, of course. Yeah? Okay. Because that's one of the things that we were going to talk about. One of the keys to do in the house rules is that you want to keep a minimal. You don't want to have, you know, a long list of house rules hanging up in, in your kitchen. You just want to put the ones up that really mean a lot to you for the stage that you're going through in your life. Right. So with, uh, you know, a six-year-old child on Asper, or I Asper, a, six, <laughs> a six-year-old child on the spectrum, right? When you say, take off your shoes and put them by the door, then grab the groceries by the door and bring them over here. They're going to forget to where to put their shoes, right? So mm-hmm. with that being said, that they can't follow two directions in a row, we have a list of six yeah so the first one that mike just talked about about being honest it's just it's right there you know like oh you're not following that house rule you're not being honest right now that's you know that's one of the you know the key things in our special household so you know let's work on that one the next one we have here is listen the first time we want to try to not argue with the kids not have you know back talk and things like that. So by having a family rule of listening the first time, we're able to, you know, to work through that pretty well and, you know, have the children, you know, understand that expectation. The next one we have is love your family and loving your family really helps bring about respect, respecting each other, talking nice to each other. When the kids argue like kids are going to do to bring it back to our family rules, you know, that we love each other. And is it loving? you know, to engage in this kind of sibling rivalry that you're engaging in. And the kids know that it's not. And so it's a lot better, you know, to bring them back to this than just to say, hey, you know, we don't do that. We don't do that. Don't hit your sister. Don't, you know, don't push. Don't, don't cheat. Don't cut in line, you know. Well, there's a reason we use the words that we use too, right? Instead Mm -hmm. of don't cheat, don't cut in line, right? Go ahead. Right, right. Yeah. So when you're writing up family rules, I read somewhere in one of my (laughs) parenting things that you should write what your expectation is Instead of writing like, don't lie, you know, write something that's an action that they're supposed to be doing. Like, what is your goal? So the goal is to be honest. Don't argue with your parents could easily have been that instead of listen the first time is we're telling them what we expect instead of, you know, like saying, don't, don't, don't. Like no one wants to be told all the time, don't, don't, don't. And on the flip side to that, I feel like I'm repeating myself right now, but <laughs> but that's okay because I, I know you guys are getting it. So one of our other family rules is that the food stays in the kitchen. Very important. Very important. I don't like crumbs. Yeah. The couch, well, the ca- right? the kids are, you know, the kids are kids right now. They're, you know, they're eight, six and three. So if they walk upstairs with an applesauce packet, that's what I'm going to find upstairs. We don't have trash cans ants, all over the house. Ants and rodents. Yeah, we have a trash can <laughs> in the kitchen. So I'm not going to go upstairs in my son's room and find a Larabar wrapper or an applesauce packet. Oh, well, yeah, you do. I do. But, you know, that means he's breaking the rules right. and he understands. Oh, that's right. Only food in the kitchen. When the kids are like, Mom, can I just eat popcorn on the couch while I watch TV? No. You can see the TV from the kitchen. Yeah. We have a kitchen table, open, you know, open floor plan type style, you know, sit at the kitchen table, watch the TV with your popcorn. 
Mike and I don't need to explain or over explain a thousand times that when, you know, we go and we open up the couch cushions, we don't want to see, you know, cereal, Cheerios, popcorn, you know, different things that fall into the, you know, to the couch. We don't want to discover, you know, later on what's going on in there. And yes, we live in Texas and we have ants. So in the fire, in the in the summertime, last thing you want is your couch to get attacked fire by ants. ants, you know, because the kids have sticky cereal, you know, in right. the in the crevices. So, you know, one of the ways that's that... That's one of our more practical rules, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's a... It's a doesn't really build character. It just, you know, it no, helps with the but, next one. No, but I mean, I think it builds character for them growing up, you know, like about being more, you know, like cleanly and like having a routine for things like that. Even though you're like, I'm an adult. I'm going to eat my popcorn on the couch. That's right. <laughs> just kidding. That's right. You can go eat in the kitchen. Whatever. Anyway, and our next one is stay calm and staying calm. You know, it's, you don't want to have a stressful household where everyone's yelling at each other. So Mike and I do our best to set the tone and stay calm ourselves. But when our kids are, their voices are starting to get elevated you know, having temper tantrums, they're being loud in the morning when everyone else is still asleep. You know, we can go back to our family rules and be like, okay, we need to stay calm because, you know, Mikey is an early riser. Mikey comes and gets me up in the morning because, you know, he's six. He's not the age yet where he's going to go downstairs and entertain himself. If he's up, he wants one of his parents to be up with him. And he knows right. that I'm more likely to get out of bed than Mike. So yep. so he'll come wake me up at, you know, 530 in the morning and say, hey, mom, come on downstairs and blah, 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 blah. And usually I get him to cuddle with me for, you know, a few minutes. But I don't mind getting up at that time of the morning because I need to get my day going. So, you know, I go downstairs with him, but then he'll start using a not indoor voice and it's six o'clock in the morning. His normal voice, his excited voice. Yeah, his normal excited voice. He wakes up in such a good mood. He's just so happy in the morning and so energetic, but also so loud. And so I just need need him to stay calm. Well, not too long ago, you know, went through the project of like tearing out all the floors downstairs and putting in wood floors. So, half mm-hmm. of, you know, the, like the living space isn't carpet anymore. And we don't have soft stuff hanging on the walls. There's no soundproofing downstairs. We don't have tapestries, right? We're not in a <laughs> medieval, you know, cottage or anything like this. So, you know, it's still very, you know, it reflects sound all over the place. So mm-hmm. it gets it gets loud and that spills through to the upstairs really, really fast, too. So, yeah. you know, we're working on trying to stay calm there too because just that noise especially first thing in the morning tends to send some people into a tailspin and i'm waving my hand in the air so so that one's for me as well to try to work on you know staying calm and it's 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 good to be able to remember that i need to model that too you know Mm -hmm. yep and i'm even thinking about some some things that were happening with the eight-year-old tonight with grace love you grace but you know it's we're it's today's a holiday it's monday we have school tomorrow so we needed to pull the backpack out, make sure that there's any homework in there that needed to get done so that, you know, she's ready for the next day at school. And I gave her a warning when we were out playing with her friends. I gave her a warning before dinner, like, hey, after dinner, we're going to need to get, you know, started on your homework. But still, when we went to go get started on the homework, it was the, oh my gosh, I don't want to do it. Hey, let's just try to stay calm. Let's, let's not yell. Let's just get our stuff done. You know, she calmed down pretty quickly and we, we sat down, we focused, we, you know, we got it done. But it's just nice to have this structure to go back to and, and show the kids so that, right. you know, they once again, they understand 
our expectations, then they feel secure. Right. They, you know, they're like, all right. Well, okay. it's consistent, right? It's consistent. Yep. Yeah. So we got them hanging up in the house, but I'm going to, I'm going to make a cool little project here and get mm-hmm. a piece of, uh, I don't know, maybe hard maple or something. And I'll work in our favorite color orange into it somehow here, but I'll, I'll get it laser etched um, yeah. down at tech shop there. But those, those six again are be honest. And this is our family rules, right? Uh-huh. Feel free to use them. They're, they're pretty good. I think, but uh-huh. you know, Make some for yourself too, right? Be honest. Listen the first time. Love your family. Food stays in the kitchen. Stay calm and do something nice for someone else, which we didn't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get to that one yet. But, you know, that's just one of those fun ones that just helps develop character and, you know, goodwill and thinking of others because kids are selfish in nature. Yep. And especially when you have siblings and they're all competing for their parents' attention, it's normal to have that strong selfishness. So when we talk to them about, you know, doing something nice for the other person, it's just just one of those ways to keep them thinking about something other than themselves and what they can do for other people. Right. Had a coaching moment this morning. I was able to walk out to the mailbox with Grace today. While we were doing that, I, I reminded her this morning, I saw Mikey come up and try to... so. A little backstory. We had thunderstorms last night and we had a, a tornado watch, which basically the difference between watch and warning watch means situations favorable, right? We're going to have some thunderstorms where there could be, you know, tornadoes that form, right? So that got into Gracie's head a little bit and she decided she wanted to come and stay in our bedroom in bed and Joy did as well. So I vacated. Mikey <laughs> Mikey was sleeping out in the uh, the playroom because, you know, the kids were all watching a movie and fell asleep to that in the playroom. So we didn't move. It was all good. So I slept on his bed. Well, anyway, I was up with Mikey a little bit this morning or was getting up when Mikey was up as well. And he had come into our bedroom and it was about eight o'clock. It, it would have been an okay time for Grace to wake up. And, you know, he starts to pet her head and he's like, good morning, beautiful. Hi, good morning. And and she just had stink face all over, right? It was Aww. just really, really in a bad mood. And like, oh, leave me alone. I'm like, you know, she really wasn't reciprocating or even accepting, you know, Mikey's sweetness right. at all. Right? Yeah. yeah, I get it. It's like waking you up. But I had a coachable moment. We're walking down to check the mail and, you know, reminded her of like, look, you could have woken up way differently. He could have thrown something at you. The dog could have licked you. I could have come and tore the blankets off of you and told you it's too late in the morning. You need to get up and get going. I said, but instead you were blessed by Mikey petting your head saying, good morning, beautiful. I don't even get woke up like that. So, (laughs) you know, to remind her too and kind of re role play that back, it was a good moment. So I was like, all right, you know, let's pretend this whole thing over again. All right. Even though we're walking, let's pretend it. And and she did. And I think she got the point. And I think, you know, I could tell she sort of got over herself Mm -hmm. and and was, was a little bit happy. So. That's a, that's a good rule. I like that rule. Yeah. Oh, and then just, I'll make this one quick. So I know I was a little bit long-winded on that one, but we have our dinner table rules. And I know a lot of families, you know, deal with dinner table battles. But one of the ones that we have is, no, there's just three. Sit on your bottom, don't spit out your food, and eat your meal. And after we pray, the kids take turns reciting these rules. And it's kind of a, it's a joke, you know, but they take turns reciting these rules. And then when one of the kids is modeling them, then we give them a lot of praise. So one of the things, for example, is Grace is, you know, so she's older than Mikey and she does a really good job at sitting down. So we'll tell her, hey, Grace, you're doing such a good job sitting down and eating your food. Thank you so much. And before you know it, Mikey will turn around, sit down and start eating his food. And so what we're doing there is, you know, we're we're praising the positive behavior, we're praising the child that's doing something What's being right. Modeled, yep. Yeah, and watching the other kids fall into the line so they can get that positive praise. Right. 
Right. Well, I just noticed we have a lot to get through and we're 25 plus minutes into it. So I'm going to try to churn through it kind of quick. I mean, Heather just kind of shrugged like, ah, hey, it is what it is. So you know what? Yeah. Never mind. It is what it is. Yeah. What have we, we got to rush for? Okay, cool. So those are the rules. You know, let's talk about a couple of the things that we do. And one thing that kind of comes up is, you know, spankings and, and timeouts. Now, you know, spankings, they don't really happen a whole lot here. They really don't. Hmm. I mean, I may thump somebody's head, which Heather totally loves when I do that. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to find their reset button to just, you know, pop <laughs> yeah. it right there. Or It's like he does like this, looks to me like a thick flick. Like, I don't know. like a Thick flick. I don't know. Like, maybe because your hands are so strong looking. Man, look, you know, you go like flick yeah. someone in the head and I'm like, hey. It rings their bell. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> look, I mean, there's no, I'm not. You know, I don't have a, I don't know. I'm not leaving a mark on them, really. No, you're not. But they're, you know, just, you know, a kind of (laughs) annoying feeling, I guess. Because like you said, you're looking for the reset button. Yeah, I'm looking to to, to jog them a a little bit if they're just like, hey, hey, and just pop them real quick. You know, I'm Uh not going to lie. I do that quite often. Sometimes it's a quick swat on the butt, too, to just say, snap in line. You know, get on, you know, get in with it. But, you know, I don't make a big thing out of it. We don't march up to anybody's room with a belt, pants down, certain amount of swats. None of that. No, no. Not that, I guess the reason sort of being on this is that Jordan didn't really respond well. Our oldest, oldest, didn't really respond well to that with oppositional defiance disorder, ODD. Yeah, that that doesn't really help. And I don't think Mikey gets it, number one. And number two, he's got a pretty high threshold for pain. So, you know, the whole point of the spanking there is to link, you know, a, you know, a physical consequence, I guess, with the actual consequence. And I don't think it works with him. Mm -hmm. With Grace? Man, if I look at her angrily, she'll cry. Like, what? I mean, uh, spanking is like abuse to her. Right. So, you know, we sort of have to adjust, you know, these things to our kids, you know, throughout time here as well. So that leads us to timeouts. And where we thought timeouts wouldn't really be helpful, it actually helped a lot. You know, we'll hear it's like, well, kids with autism, they don't respond well to timeouts. And that never really was the case, you know, for Mikey. And, you know, this works very easily for us. We just say, okay, whoever it is. You need to go sit down. Here's a timeout spot. You're here for Grace. It's eight minutes. Mikey, it's six minutes. Joy, it's three minutes. It's one minute for each year they're alive. And, you know, we're pretty strict on timeout will start when you're done pitching a fit. You need to be quiet. We need to be calm. We need to think about what's going on. Crisscross applesauce, hands in your lap. And sometimes, like, we'll let the kids look at, you know, like a little water bubble toy, you know, that's in front of them. Just something to give them something to focus on something else. Sometimes we'll let them fidget with that. Or I have this fidget toy that's on order that should be here as well that we might put into their hands too, but it's really meant for them to sit there and reflect. And timeout is, if you saw our home, it's like right in, it's in between the kitchen and the living room. And we spent 99% of our life in that space anyway. So they're not being completely excluded. They're there to see, you know, what they're missing out on. So there's a little bit of a pain in that. You know, they're there so that we can keep eye contact and make sure that, you know, they stay in the timeout area there as well. And, you know, that's it. You know, so so they're not there for a very long time. It's very controlled. And, you know, at the end of the timeout, it needs to be ended a certain way. And the way that I like to end this here, no matter who puts who in timeout or if we have to, you know, like tag each other in. Like if I put Grace in timeout, then I let Heather know. It's like, look, I've got to head to the garage. She's in timeout. The timer set. Then, you know, either way, one of us will handle this where when... They're done with timeout. They come over to us. We ask them, what did you do that earned you the timeout? What can you do better or what can you do next time so that you don't have the timeout? And then we, you know, hug and we usually pray about it too. 
and that's the way it goes. So now one little thing I'll add here is we got the Amazon Echo. So we can, you know, say Alexa and set a timer for how long. Right. And the cool thing about it is it's uh, it's pretty easy to set, you know, <laughs> Alexa set, you know, six minute timer, boom, timer set for six minutes. Right. And then she lets us know everything's good. I don't have to worry about heading over to the microwave, you know, and burning those extra half a calorie or whatever it was. Right. Or grabbing my watch and set it or anything like that. But the... <laughs> The cool thing or the whatever, whatever it is about it, just a cute little, you know, story about it is, is that it listens to everybody's voice. So you can say, Alexa, cancel timer, no matter how old you are. (laughs) (laughs) So we have to make sure, you know, that there's like another little unwritten house rule now that the kids only talk to Alexa when they ask us for permission (laughs) to to help avoid those things. Otherwise they'll ask <laughs> our oh. local our local echo just responded to that. Oh my goodness, because we were saying the name, it just responded. That's, That's hilarious. Funny. That's funny. So in Ready a connect, in a connected house that was helpful, you know, but the kids the kids will definitely get themselves out of timeout early. Uh-huh. Another thing that we've done and we we don't really do it as much as we used to. Now this mantra we developed to really help Mikey or help us keep Mikey from eloping and mm-hmm. running away from us cuz he would we get out on the sidewalk, boom, gone. We'd open the door, boom, gone. He's like a cat, only faster <laughs> and didn't purr as much, right? So Parking we, lots. Yeah, parking Transitioning lots. from the store to the car or from... Well, yeah. we have another, and we have another thing that we, we work with around that that I'll talk about here in a second too. Maybe actually, I'll talk about that with this here, but you know, it, it, the counting part was this, and it wasn't just like, Mikey, one, two, three. No, that wasn't it. It was, Michael, you have to the count of three to stop running and come hold my hand, or you'll have a timeout. Do you understand? Had to be just like that. Mikey, you have to the count of three, two, whatever we want him, or you'll have a timeout. Do you understand? And he has to respond. And he, and he did. So he'd be like, I do. And then he'd turn around and come back to us. Right. So that worked really, really well for us. And we started to apply it to other things and it didn't work as well. So I think that it's become more of the, how do, how do I explain this? Like if Mikey's going to run out the front door now or run into traffic or into the street or something like this, he doesn't get the tone of our voice being different because it'd be like Mikey come back here versus oh my god Mikey come back here Mikey stop like he doesn't sense the urgency in the voice so Mikey you have to the count of three stop and come to me or you're gonna get a timeout do you understand that's it's longer to come out but it's way more effective right away for those emergency situations so we haven't had to pull that one out in a long time but it definitely definitely helped you know with elopement so and Heather brought up this other thing yeah so in parking lots and you know, this is on my list of things to talk about here too, but not for a little bit, but I'll go ahead and bring it up now because it actually makes a lot of sense where it is yeah. right now. And the one thing that helped there and specifically out and about, you know, at the grocery store or anything like this is setting the expectation. I remember hearing, I think it was, it was a book I read. I think it was called Your Kids Are Your Own Damn Fault by, what's his name? Wingert, Gary Wingert. The information will be in the show notes. It was actually a good, a good book. And the tone was kind of cool where, you know, we need to be responsible for our kids. That's really what it is, but it's a catchy title. They're your own damn fault, right? <laughs> so if I be- didn't read that one, by the way. That no, was, I, yeah, I, I did. Did a book report on it and yeah. all, all that. It was good. But the idea is that, you know, you can't fault your kid for acting a fool in the grocery store when you never told them how to act in the first place. Okay. So before we go in or as we're going in, it's. I did this just tonight. I'm like, hey, Mikey, here are the things we're going to get when we get in here. Here's where I want you to be, either here on the cart or here right beside me. And when we're done, if you're good, you'll get some buddy bucks or whatever. And then we're out. Our grocery stores here in HEB, they have these little rewards that, you know, let the kids go use it like a little pretend video game. They're called buddy bucks. And Mm -hmm. usually they'll ask if they can have them when we're checking out. 
Well, today he didn't get that because he needed a different, he needed reset expectations when we got into the checkout line. He wanted to go past the lady in front of us and push the button to let the conveyor belt bring the food down. And he really wanted to be a part of bringing the food to him so he could put it in a bag and put it in the cart. Oh. But he didn't listen to me several times. Okay. So I I had to pull him right back around and I said, and in my own head, I'm like, I just got to reset expectations. Set him right back in front of me. I said, Michael, this is where I want you to stay. Until we get to the end of this here, right? Mm -hmm. The end of the checkout lane and reset expectations. I says, if you do not do as I expect, do not even bring up buddy bucks. We're just not going to do that. You need to to do exactly what I want right now. Because I gave him a little bit of a leash, right? But we had to reset expectations. Right. Other than that, perfectly fine. I got some cool video of him with a really, really neat way to ride around on the cart. I'll have to show you that later okay. and we'll post it in the post here too. But he was freestyling on the cart. Oh, nice. I tried to Facebook live it, but it didn't have good enough reception there in the, okay. <laughs> in the, in the grocery store. But <laughs> but those were the, the things that we had there too. So those are some of the bigger things that we have. But we have other tactics, right? One that you alluded to earlier was around a countdown, not really a countdown timer, but just a fair warning timer, right? Mm-hmm. So before we transition, you know, hey, kids, we're going to be leaving here in 20 minutes. Hey, kids, we're going to be leaving here in 10 minutes. Hey, kids, we're going to be leaving here in two minutes. And right. We're out, right? Those are those are key. Right. And, you know, setting timers for the kids to share really helps also. Yes. Right. Yes. So it- those... Yes. Like when the kids are having a a disagreement and they want to both play with one toy, I'm like, okay, well, how can we share this? Why don't we set a timer? Mikey, you get to play with it for 10 minutes. Grace, you get to play with it for 10 minutes. And then when they come downstairs and they're arguing over something and I'm like, well, why don't you tell me how can you share this? Right. Oh, Mikey, we can set a timer, you know? And the same thing applies when my daughter is playing with a friend. They pick a game that they're playing. One of the girls doesn't want to play the game. My daughter does or vice versa. Grace, how can you guys work this out so you guys can get along and, you know, play games together? And a light bulb goes off in Grace's head. Oh, hey, so-and-so, let's play your game for, you know, 15 minutes, and then we'll play my game for 15 minutes. Yep, then they talk to Alexa, and next thing you know, we're... Right, right. So it's just, you know, it's one of those ways to, you know, help kids work through, you know, getting what they want and sharing and things like that, so... Right. So along the lines of asked and answered... We also use when, then a lot. Right. And that's right. one thing that we, we constantly kind of remind each other on here too is, is because it's like, okay, guys, you know, come on inside, wash your hands. It's time for dinner. And then they, you know, immediately come in and they don't wash their hands or they do something else. They're like, Hey, I want this. I want to no. know when you wash your hands, then you may do this. Right. Right. So it's when, then mm-hmm. not if then that was where we had the little trap for, and this is something that we learned with Jordan too, was it wasn't if then. You know, if you wash your hands, then I'll let you, you know, do this. No, it's when you're done with dinner, then, mm-hmm. you know, we can do this. Or when you've done your dinner and you've washed up and are in your pajamas, then we will sit down as a family and watch the movie. Right. right? So when then works really, really well. Yeah, right? I, I agree. I agree. The other bit on here is, and this is what we're kind of picking up through ABA, is demand language versus request language. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, demanding, I demand that you da 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 da, but it's not, hey, Joy, you want to come take a bath? No, nope. that's not it. Wrong. <laughs> Joy, it's bath time. Come on over here. Or Mikey, let's go put your lunch away and then go put your backpack and jacket up. Yeah. It's just basically not asking a question. Yeah, it's not. Just make a command statement instead of asking, you know, can you? Nope. It's. We know you can. Yeah. We know, we know you can. <laughs> you know, if you ask him a question, he says no. Well. He said no. Well, then that's where we can lead into, well, exactly. But yeah, so don't ask the question to begin with if it's, you know, an action that you want them to complete. Right. So, so. now if you get faced with this, like, 
you know, Mikey, let's put your lunch away and then go put your backpack and jacket up. No, I'm sorry, son. You can choose to obey or disobey. Which one is it? And then we're quiet. We don't move until that is answered. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't just work with Mikey. It works with, you know, Grace. It works with Joy tremendously. And it, it reinforces them making a choice. And I am okay with them disobeying. Ask Joy. <laughs> she says it every once in a while. I'm like, do you want to yeah. obey or disobey? She's like, I'm going to disobey. Outstanding. Let's go sit in timeout. No. Already dealt with, kiddo. Let's uh -huh. go. Yeah. And I think asking if you want to obey or disobey works really well for Mikey because he is impulsive and he knows what the right decision is. He knows that he should obey. So when he's doing an inappropriate behavior and we're like, hey, buddy, you want to obey or disobey? Right. You know, you're not supposed to be on the top of the cat tree. I mean, come on. Or even without even having to say that at all. Like, Dude, <laughs> you can obey or disobey. Right. You know, and he's, and he's like, I'm oh, I want to obey. I want to obey. Mm -hmm. And so it, it gives his it gives him a chance to stop in his tracks and be like, all right. Now, maybe the cat tree wasn't a good example because he was already on the cat tree, like right. on sitting on the top of the cat tree, perched on the cat tree. But if I caught him in the act of climbing on the cat tree, you know, then I could say, hey, Mikey, do you want to obey or disobey? I haven't even been saying that phrase a lot lately because they've been working with something with him at school, you know, with his ABA therapy on a color chart for behavior. And when he's in the green zone, he's making good choices. When he's in the red zone, he's making not very good choices. You can say bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's making bad choices. And so now, and more so now, instead of saying, I'm going to choose to obey or disobey, I'm saying, hey, is that a red choice or a green choice? Let's make, let's make green choices. And he'll be like, yes, I want to make a green choice. And he'll totally like flip a switch and just get in line. And one of the ways it's working at school is that Mikey loves praise. He's a praise junkie. And a lot of the behaviors that he's doing are attention-seeking behaviors. So when he does those behaviors that are positive, he gets a lot of positive praise for it. And then when he does the behaviors that are not acceptable, he just gets moved down to the, you know, the red choice. He doesn't get any praise at all. He doesn't get any. No, he knows he's a smart kid. He knows he made a red choice. It goes to the red. And then he has plenty of opportunities to bring his, you know, color back up to the green. And on his way up to the green, as he's making those green choices, getting his, you know, color moved back up to the green, he's getting all this praise, which is what he's really, really craving and really wants. So, you know, we keep that going at home. And then we're able to inform his school, like, hey, you know, he's mostly green and he knows that. So that's also working to our benefit. Right. No, that's all, that's all good. And to continue with the tactics here too. So, you know, the red and green choices, choosing to obey or disobey, whatever. One thing that really works well for him, and you know, I don't feel that I need to do this with the girls because they don't get as worked up as he does, but it's just a matter of like, slow down and talk, like take a deep breath. And he does now. He's like, I'll take, he's like, I took a deep breath. Okay. And you know, I mean, it's not a deep breath. He's like, ah, all right, I took a deep breath. Now let's go. And he <laughs> he's ready to talk about it then, but just to get him to try to verbalize it. You know, uh -huh. on the episode that we talked about his rock climbing, you know, and he fell down and he was frustrated, but getting him to verbalize it, right. it's a huge, huge step. So however you can get your child to express their feelings to you on how they're feeling is great. I think it helps them feel valid. I think it helps them feel understood, right? When you can uh -huh. fully listen to them that way too. So, right. so is there anything else in the tactics that you want to talk about? Nope. Okay. Nope. I think you covered those. Yeah. So we're, we're okay on that. And then I think that, you know, I, I want you to talk about sort of the rewards, right? You talked about Mikey being a, you know, a praise junkie. And all I could think of was that Dave Chappelle character that's like scratching his face and he's all ashy and he's like, man. I'll, yeah, well, I'll, I didn't know uh, what you were doing over there. I was just uh, like, okay. Man, he I'll, likes to I'll, make me laugh. And, I'll, you know. I'll do whatever you want. Just give me a little pat on the back. Yeah. You know? So Yeah. Yeah. So Peshel Bucks is something that we did for a while. 
I'm sorry, what? We call them Peschelbucks. What the heck is a Peschelbuck? Well, that's our last name. And basically, they're these plastic tokens that the kids get when they're caught doing something good. And so going back to our house rules, when we developed those, we wanted to have a high incidence of occurrence of those so that they get used to the house rules. And so we would give out special bucks very, very frequently so that they would learn the house rules. And then we had a treasure box. And for so many, you know, if they got like 10 tokens or, you know, 10 special bucks and they got to pick something out of the treasure box from, you know, the dollar store, you know, the Target spot, you know, whatever. And it was obviously you want to, you know, buy things that your kids are, you know, going to gravitate towards. And so and then also, you know, we give them a lot of praise. But the biggest thing that that we like to give them is quality time. Well, but hold on. You just kind of like scooted right over the praise part. Like talk about the impact of praise. Like Mikey did something today. You have a great example to share on what Mikey did today. Yeah. So when Mikey got home from school, he, he went upstairs and he found a doodle board. He wrote mom and he drew a picture, a little stick picture. And he came down and showed it to me and he's like, mom, I drew you. And I was just like, oh my gosh, Mikey, this is so awesome. For a few reasons. Yeah. For for a lot of reasons. But I mean, he doesn't do usually do at all like fine motor activities unless, you know, he's being asked. And so for him to go upstairs and, you know, build a Lego car wash, I mean, I would be like, hey, cool, buddy. But like he went upstairs <laughs> and he made something for me that involved writing. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, like this is huge. It's like him turning a like turning a corner in a way like the mm-hmm. some of the stuff that he's doing at school maybe is making him, you know, not be so adversive to you know to writing and i mean he wrote mom and like it was all in capital (laughs) the letters looked nice they all like matched they were all the same size i mean it was a really good like penmanship and i was just i was so proud of him yeah and and i gave him lots of praise and hugs and tickles and things like that yeah absolutely so that's like anytime he does this, it was yesterday or the day before, or maybe it was today. He comes downstairs. He's already dressed. He looks really nice as well. It's partly because of his new haircut too. But, <laughs> you know, I take that time to just like really dote on him and he feeds on that. He loves it. He feels appreciated. You can tell he feels appreciated. And he's walking a little bit higher now. Yeah. You know? And works really, really well for anybody, honestly, to compliment them and show them, you know, that you appreciate them or show them praise, you know, Grace. Again, we have this theme lately of coming downstairs dressed and looking really nice. But, you know, Grace was dressed really, really nice today. You know, her hair looked nice. And, you know, she was wearing the Shopkins, you know, top that was really cute and just coordinated color wise. And I was just, I had to let her know. I'm like, you look really, really put together today. You look really nice. I like what you chose. I think everything looks really, really good together. And I think you did an outstanding job picking everything out. And, you know, you could tell, you know, she brightened up a little bit and wanted to give a hug and stuff like that too. So that's a great reward, you Mm -hmm. know, praise, especially when it's not you know, hey, I told you to go clean your room and you did. High five. No, right. this was, they just did it and they got unexpected praise. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So do you want me to go back to the quality time real quick? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Sorry. Right. But I just, you know, I think we, you know, the currency in our home right now tends to be praise and yeah. quality time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, thank you for elaborating on that. I, pr- I appreciate it. Thanks for pulling that back. I think I just got a little bit like jumpy because, you know, of your, the time situation. With oh, the, that we're at like the length of the podcast. An hour already almost? No, I'm kidding. We're at 49 minutes. It's good. Okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> hey, if, if people are liking it, they're going to be still listening. That's so. right. So thank you so much for making it this far if you're still listening yeah. like, i appreciate it shoot me an email mike.pesh at gmail.com let me know that you 
made it this far. <laughs> I don't know what I'll do, but I'll send you something funny or inspirational or or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, let me know. I think it'd be cool to see. Yeah, to well, see I mean, who makes it this far. Parenting topics and, you know, ASD and having kids. I mean, this is something that I'm interested in. That's why I can just keep talking and talking and talking. So, you know, if you tune into this show, maybe it's because you're interested in it too. So if you're still with us, you know, thank you. So it's really important for me right now to talk about quality time because a lot of times the behaviors that our kids do, they do it to get attention, positive attention, attention that they're getting from, you know, negative attention, parents yelling at them and all that kind of stuff. So you give your kids that quality time. And what I mean by quality time is not quantity of time. Kids have no idea concept of time. It's about quality time. So playing a game with your child that they choose, playing with them at their level, you know, just getting on the floor, building a Lego set, playing dress up. Yep, dads, I said playing dress up. <laughs> you know, like doing whatever it is that, you know, your kids want to do for 10 or 15 minutes a day. I don't want to scar my children by dressing up like and looking like a better woman. You know what? You know what? Like if Grace <laughs> wanted to paint up. your toenails, I, you I'd should let her. let her paint your toenails. Yeah, I'd let her. I'd let yeah. her do that. Okay. So just having that quality time with your kids, it builds your relationship. It makes you connect. They want to please you. And they want to be connected with you. When there's that disconnect, that's when there's less calm in your home is when the parents and the kids are not connected because they are pleasers. They do want to do what's right. And they're going to get that attention one way or another. So it's best to be connected with them and give them that attention for their, you know, their positive behavior. That's just my input. That's, That's what worked well for me. That's good. Well, and you got to get some of that quality time today. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I definitely I got needed unexpected that. different quality time with Joy. Oh, poor Joy. She only threw up there and then threw up this evening. The rest of the time, she was pretty happy and hanging out with me. So that was good, too. We got to hang out and play with her doll, and she wanted to watch Bugs Life, which, you know, was kind of cute. So anyway, that does it. That wraps up, you know, really what we do, right? Please take a look at the show notes. We'll have as much of these, you know, bullet points in there that we can here as well. We don't want to overwhelm you at all, but, you know, we'll share with you guys our, our rules and the guiding principles there as well. And yeah, that's it. But I mean, this isn't, how do I put this? This has changed already, right? Right. This has changed since we had Jordan predominantly here. This has changed a lot, you know, with Mikey and it's different for each one of the kids because of the way they respond to both praise and you know, the consequence or punishment, if you will. Right. So, you know, we've had to tailor it and and we've had to be dynamic and it won't stay this way forever. You know, when Grace is 10, she's probably going to respond differently. Right. But our rules are probably going to be pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Right. Our guiding principles are always going to be there. And there are just going to be some things that we're going to continue to use. I'm sure that when then we'll always be around. Right. I'm sure that, you know, commands versus requests. And I'm sure that, you know, asked and answered is going to be around well into their teens. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good sure old love and logic. Around. Yep, love <laughs> and logic. Another, that was a great book. Yeah. We read through there too. So if you're, you know, if you're parenting teens, you know, it's just really good. Just loving logic is another good resource there to read there too. Right. So just want to let you guys know that, you know, you got to be ready to pivot, you know, or just kind of turn and make these modifications as your kids grow and change. And as your communication with them changes, you know, you might need to be more, you know, more short or you might need to be more elaborate with them. My recommendation is just love on them, love them, and just be consistent, right? Sit down and think about your guiding principles and sit down and think about what your house rules should be. Those are two great things that I think really, really help. So I agree. There you go. That's how we've taken to, you know, to, to parenting our family. We'd love to hear how you guys 
approach to your families and parenting here as well. So with that, I want to say thank you very much for joining us on this episode and we'll see you again soon. Thanks guys. Hey there, it's Mike again, and I wanted to go over a couple of different ways that you could connect with us. Since you're listening to the podcast right now, it would be awesome if you could spare a couple minutes just to go on over to our show in your podcast player and give us a, a rating. Five stars is great. Four stars is less than great, but still awesome. One star is great too. Just let us know what you think. If you leave us a one star rating um, within the review there, we'd love to hear what you what you think and also The ratings and the reviews go a long way to give us ranking within iTunes and the other listing services out there. This way, when people search for autism, SPD, Asperger's, ODD, etc., we'll start to show up in those lists there too. So with your help, uh, we can get more and more people listening, and that would be great for all of us. The other way is to join us on Facebook. You can do a search for Finding Mikey Podcast or go to facebook.com slash Podcast and just click like. We share with you when we have new episodes and uh, more frequently uh, we're doing, you know, live videos and sharing other videos of of our family and us just um, acting silly and doing things every once in a while, uh, you know, a meltdown from one one of the kids or them doing something kind of cute, you know, that, uh, that stands out to us. But we'd love to have you join us there and be a part of the community so we can support each other and share information. That's it. Talk to you guys again soon. Thanks. Thanks.